It's time now for Pickin' and Puttin' with Clay Smith's quantitative anthology of stories behind the songs we know and love to hear and just how they evolve. Plus, a stroke of genius from Dr. Rick Zollinger, a golf nut who will present qualitative narratives from the pages of his own case studies in golf. It's Pickin' and Puttin'. Everybody, Clay Smith, welcome to Picking and Putting. Here I am with my co-host, Dr. Z, Dr. Rick Zolliger. We be picking and we be uh, putting. <laughs> I loves it. I love my. Hey, we're enjoying all this, bringing stories behind the songs and your gems of golf, and uh, we keep the ball rolling, getting good response, and we invite everybody to hit subscribe, go to YouTube. Go to all our uh, channels. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and everything else. Sounds good. <laughs> Ring the bell, baby. Ring the bell with A and L. <laughs> I like it. I like your change of scenery there. We moved the. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. We're gonna move this baby outside one day. <laughs> yeah, well, we will. We'll progress. Look forward to that. Yep. Hey, speaking of stories behind the songs, this week is one that's. Uh, I don't know. This is one of my one of my favorite artists. Alison Krauss. I mean, yeah. she sings like a bird. Uh, she just moves me when I hear her sing. She's got a delivery that's unique, and it's, it's, there's no doubt when Alison Krauss is on, that's who it is. Yeah. It's fun. <clears throat> One of the great songs that she recorded actually has a uh, roadmap to it. Yeah. When you say nothing at all. Yeah. When you say nothing at all. What a brilliant lyric. Um, actually, the writers, Paul Overstreet and Don Schlitz, came up with the idea. And as writer teams will do, many times they will uh, get behind closed doors, play guitar all day, go back and forth with each other, trying to come up with ideas. Well, this happened to be a very dry day for them. Uh, ideas were uh, pretty sparse, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul said to Don, why don't we, why don't we just write something about uh, say nothing at all, man? <laughs> well, so it go. got the wheels rolling and uh, out of it comes this fantastic lyric. And, uh, you know, I guess a, a one of the great poignant lines in it is, uh, you know, the touch of your hand says you'll catch me if ever I fall. And you say it all when you say nothing at all. I mean, how poignant that is. If you ever have, you ever meet your soulmate, <laughs> you know, touch of your hand says you'll catch them if, if they fall and don't have to say anything and they and they know it's unconditional yeah. and in today's world how how important that is and and like we're going to talk about a little bit jack and barbara and arnold and winnie and golf are just that they were so able yeah well paul paul and don actually uh they were trying to write some songs for a fantastic country uh artist uh keith whitley keith yeah. had some monster songs and he was just a brilliant talent, uh, but he had an addiction problem. Um, but in any event, 
they pitched this song, when you say nothing at all, to Keith. Keith cut it back in uh, 1988, and it became a country music hit. And then within a year, Keith passed away from alcohol po poisoning. Okay. Sad, sad story, man. This guy had all the talent in the world. And as it turns out, Alison Krauss, one of my favorites, Keith Whitley was one of her favorites. And so Allison and Union Station did a tribute album to uh, Keith Whitley. And uh, so when you say nothing at all, that was just an easy choice for Allison to cover. And uh, as it turns out, this album was released and uh, I don't know, secondary radio markets started really playing the heck out of it. And then primary radio stations started playing it. So B&A, her label, released it as a single and uh, just became a monster song. Uh, chart topper and uh, I guess this was 95 she uh, won the CMA uh, song of the year award received a Grammy and the whole bit what would you say is what would you say is the percentage of songs that are written like this that are written specifically by the artist or for the artist versus like Whitney Houston did with uh, Dolly song. What, what is the percentage of songs where somebody picked, I know they get redone over time. Yeah. When they're originally written. First well, I think that in large part, most writers don't write it in, 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 with an artist in mind. Okay. I would say, you know, it's topical. It's this crazy wave from up above that comes to them and, then it finds it way, its way. And I mean, there are song pitchers that work for publishing companies. So they're working with producers, artists, A&R people all the time. But in this case, Paul and Don had Keith in mind to begin with. Okay. And it just it was circumstance that they, they couldn't come up with something. And so they decided to write something about nothing and saying nothing at all. <laughs> Did and they that's the way the it worked. Of the night? <laughs> yeah. And so it, they were probably, this probably their day job. Yeah, their day job. <laughs> and, and so anyway, then Keith does it, has a hit. Allison does it, has a hit. Song of the Year. Then it turns up in 1999, the, the great movie Notting Hill with yeah. uh, Hugh Grant and Jennifer Roberts. Yeah. Uh, a great Irish singer, Ronan Keating. Oh, was, yeah. In, yeah, involved in I, the soundtrack. And I like Ronan. They needed a cover for a scene, so he recorded it, and it became number one in the UK. So I mean, sometimes these songs have a, a you know a life like a cat. Yeah. Well, and they <laughs> unbelievable. Get, they, they how get, how moving and poignant, and what a great song. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know it is interesting with different artists because a certain song has a different, whether it's male or female, a, a certain intonation, or I don't know how I'm putting it, but a certain feel to it. And so certain singers can't, can't sing that song, you know? That's right. uh, I mean, I, it's like going back with uh, Dolly and, uh, uh, oh, the gentleman who just passed. Famous. Oh, uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. I mean, yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. That that song to me is, in, you know, like this. Oh, that that's killer. That's killer. But Alice. Well, you know what? These songs. I mean, lyrically, <clears throat> it's one thing, but when an artist 
takes that song, it becomes interpretive. Yes. And so in their interpretation of it comes their uh, phrasing, their back phrasing, their, it's a mood swing, you know? You know what? Kind of cool. Well, and you know what comes to me now when I've been doing these talks with you that's so much fun is I'm listening to lyrics now. Yeah. And I, and I heard an interview with Paul McCartney the other day. I don't know, Facebook or something. And yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said, well, why do these guys like your song, uh, Hey Jude? He says, because the lyrics are really easy to remember. Nah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. There you go. He goes, that helps. He goes, that wasn't one of my best If you lyrics. can hum it, you can sing it. <laughs> That's yeah, great. Because that wasn't my best lyrical song. Oh, my. He's so honest. Well, yeah, oh, I, I love Alison Krauss, too. Well, I, I got me thinking about, about uh, soulmate couples. And, I, and in golf, I could bring up, there are lots of couples through the years that we all know about. But for me, I just figured, let's go with two. And you've got Jack and Barbara Nicholas, and you got Winnie and Arnold Palmer. And I'm you telling can't you, can't go any better than those. They were absolute soulmates. And I think the coolest thing about both of them is Arnold, Arnold was married for 45 years before Winnie passed away from ovarian cancer in 99. Oh, man. And Jack, of course, was married 1960, so he's just hit 60 years. Unbelievable. But the way the, the the way they met is is fascinating. So you think about you know what's not said. Yes. By Alex. yes. What's not said? Well, Jack was standing over in front of a building on campus as a freshman, mm. and she, and Barbara was a nursing student. Her name was Barbara Bash, and she was a nursing student. And she walked over to meet her friend, and he happened to be there. And he's this little blonde guy, just stood there and was real quiet. Mm. And so. Somehow he said, I asked her for her number after we started to walk away. And I, I called her that night because I knew if I didn't, I'd never see her again. And he said they I'm never loyal. parted ways after that. He oh. pinned her. He was a five-gam, which, which I was at Ohio State. I was at North Carolina. He was a five-gam. He pinned her his junior year, and then in, uh, which was 59. And then they got married in 60, and the rest is history. You know? God, no can Five well, kids Arnold, later. Well, listen to Arnold. Arnold's even better. So <laughs> All right, man. Winnie, Winnie was this, hmm. the way Arnold described her was she was hot and classy. <laughs> so oh, I like it. He was playing, he had, he was playing in the state amateur in Pennsylvania, which he would win. Oh, my gosh. And he saw her walking down the stairs on Saturday night. And that's when he came up with that phrase, she's hot and classy. <laughs> so, or on Tuesday, I guess it was Tuesday night. And okay. then he introduced himself and, you know, she had traveled to Europe. She was at Brown University. She was, you know. Smart gal. Smart gal. And um, Arnold fell in love on the spot. Oh, Met her on Tuesday and he proposed on Saturday. You gotta be kidding. No. Think That's about awesome, that. man. Awesome. She knocked him off his feet. Oh, so he proposed on Saturday, and they eloped because her dad was one angry son of a gun. Oh, buddy. And so they got married in a church on the border of Pennsylvania and Virginia, northern Holy Virginia. Smart. Oh, my goodness. And then he said the only thing that brought, brought the dad back, which his name was Walzer, Mr. Walzer, the only thing that brought him yeah. back to the, the family was Arnold and uh, Winnie had two daughters. And then he was no smitten. Way. And then yeah. he was smitten. 
Oh my but, gosh. But that's that part's the cool part about the about the couples. But then I would say what what they're linked, they're about a generation apart, you know, ten yeah. years, you know, remember Arnold was hot in the early right. 70s and then Jack Oh man. Well, 1960, he was the king, and here right, comes this yeah. kid from Columbus. Yeah, and then kind of <laughs> interfaced and then merged away and then came back together as great friends. Well, they both couples, went, the difference with Winnie at that generation, and she reminds me of my mother in that respect, she never was called Winnie Palmer. She demanded that you address her as Mrs. Arnold Palmer because she didn't, <laughs> she didn't want to steal Mrs. His, AP. <laughs> she, didn't want to, well, she didn't want to steal his thunder. Yeah. So yeah. in that generation, she ran the family businesses behind the scenes. She ran. Oh, she, she was brilliant. She was an interior decorator. She started a furniture line. She was brilliant. She's brilliant. Not to interrupt you, but I got to share this. The fact that Arnold loved my dad and watched my dad's television show every morning. And when he was in Latrobe, he'd watch it. It was on the uh, Steubenville station. And, and when he was in Orlando, it was on the Orlando station. And so Winnie called uh, my dad, Arthur Smith, um, and told him that <clears throat> Arnold was going to be celebrating his 50th birthday at the house in Latrobe. And would he consider coming up and playing a few songs? Dad asked, uh, he said, well, I might need a little accompaniment, so I might bring my son with me. <laughs> that was a cool. So there you go. Winnie sent sent their plane, picked us up in Charlotte. We flew up to Latrobe and did his fiftieth birthday party. Yeah. Well, I was in awe, man, oh. and I fell in love with Winnie. She was radiant. I mean, yeah, wow. If you see pictures of her, she just reminds you of. I don't know. She reminds me of our mom, of a mom, you know. And, oh and man, I, no kidding. And, and the, and she the, was a real person, man. Real person. Well, that's she, hey, that's an awesome aside. I don't have a problem with you interrupting me, by the way. <laughs> but the deal was so to say they're intertwined through that time. Just to take it along quickly was both of them, both couples, did everything for kids. It was all about, which I, I, I just have an affinity for, because that's my thing. As you get older, how can you not do for kids? Well, hey, so they started, yeah, I mean, awesome. So they started the Winnie, Winnie Palmer Hospital for Women and Children, and then he has the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital. They're both there in Orlando, and they're huge. And he said, when we start this hospital, there's only one thing I want it to be. It's always got to be the best. <laughs> and if if you want to ask somebody what they think about it, ask Annika Sorenstein. There you go. Because their daughter or their son Will was born there and had problems, I guess, as a young Unbelievable. child. Got great care. Great then, people. Great people. Jack and Barbara. Then what Jack and Barbara have done is an incredible children's hospital in Columbus. Oh, nationwide children. And the deal they've done in uh, Palm Beach. Ah, oh. both, both places at Cherries in. Who's, who's Jack for all his career, I'll admit, she's the bomb behind everything. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I mean, she's, she's a rock, man. She runs the charities. They've had five kids, 20, 22 grandchildren. I mean, all the kids do everything. He runs a thing in Columbus. She got to know Ricky Fowler, and Ricky Fowler just loves her to death, and he'll do anything she wants him to. Oh, yeah. with whatever Jack wants. <laughs> he, oh, he ain't going to miss the Honda Classic, or he trouble you know oh you gotta love it if he didn't play the bear trap what the heck would he be you know 
I mean, really. And he's, yeah, he's like a little boy. He's like, you know, he's, what, 30 now? I don't know. Jack and Barbara, Winnie and Arnold. I mean, that's that's royalty in golf. <laughs> yeah. And she, as time's going on, you know, she's written a cookbook. She's won the PGA uh, Charitable Award as the, you know, golfer woman, golfer of the year, whatever. Um, they're just, they're just very unique. And, 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 uh, a touch of your hand. Yeah. Says you'll catch me if ever I fall. When you say nothing, you've said it all, baby. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, they I, signify that very much. So, oh, wow. I did, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm looking through my notes here and I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. They, they, they were so, um, oh, one little last thing, because this fits in with the song. Okay. So when you think of Arnold and Winnie, um, at the time they met, and, you know, true, true soulmates, and it didn't need to be spoken kind of thing. Yeah. And anybody said who saw them in Latrobe, which was their real home base. Oh, no doubt. Said that they were, you would always see them. They were always holding hands, and they were big huggers. <laughs> and if you met them, they came up and hugged you. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that's who they were. And that says it all, man. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very, uh, oh. Now very, you say it best when you say nothing at all. Yeah, see, <laughs> I that, don't you think that, I think that's true of any great couples. I think that yes. any relationship is, uh, part of that is knowing as a male, knowing when to, not saying. <laughs> Amen. Hey, we're still in training, right? <laughs> I'm not, hey, I'm thought, not, thought for the day. What you thought got? For the day. Okay, here's the thought for the day. And this one comes from somebody who's dear and dear to my heart, Walt Disney. Oh, baby. Okay. Walt says, the way to get started is to quit talking. A lot of people could listen to that and begin doing. Oh, I love it. So I why doesn't everybody it. just quit talking and start doing and fixing things? That's my question. Now, you say it best when you say nothing at all, baby. Just do it. say nothing at all, and that's just coming do from it. the voices of picking and putting, folks. Hey, friends, subscribe. Join the party. Picking and putting. Week in and week out. Here we go. Thank you, and have a great day. And a great week. We all love you.